It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty, extra large, featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Warriors, two shots from the superstars to tie the game. They're on the ropes against the Houston Rockets. There you go. That's where your NBA update. You know, it happens, Jack, but uh, positive Sean and I could have outshot Steph Curry and uh, and Clay Thompson last night. They just couldn't hit anything. And you guys are not the Splash Brothers. No, no, no. Joe's no. got range. Don't let it fool you. No. You, you just ate oh, yeah, a... I can miss from 50 as easily as 10. <laughs> you just ate a five-pound burrito. Oh, so yeah. you're not going to have the hops right now. <laughs> I've got the burrito in front of me, breakfast burrito that Marshall paid for with his gambling winnings. No, I'm a, Size I'm a, of the royal baby. I'm aggressively <laughs> a below-the-rim player. Yes, this is a burrito the size of the royal baby. And speaking of the royal baby, we're going to have a late-night joke-off coming up in a little bit. They all took a swing at a joke about the royal baby, so I'm, I'm interested in their take. Fantastic. What's more mockable than the whole freaking royal baby thing? Hello, it's a baby! 
the name, Jack, the name, what will the name be? <laughs> Unless the name is F.U. Joe Getty, I couldn't have the least interest in it. That would be a surprising choice. That well, would be a surprise. It would be a head-scratcher, wouldn't it? <laughs> hyphenated is one of those the middle? <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> right. So, listen. I think a lot of you know this already. In the desperate climate of media these days, your cable news channels, and, and your network news, for that matter, and your major newspapers and all, they have two things working against their their objectivity and their smarts. Number one, you know, uh, progressives outnumber conservatives eight to one in our nation's newsrooms, according to the latest survey, and it's actually more in some, which is astonishing. It just has to do with the sort of person who decides, I want to be a scribe, just like different sorts of people decide to be soldiers or, or cops or firefighters or teachers or or professional boxers or whatever. Just it's the way humanity works and that's fine. But so you've got overwhelming, you know, left bias in most newsrooms. And they've decided, okay, the business model of just trying to be true isn't nearly as good these days as picking a side and just hammering it. And while I have plenty of issues with our uh, our, our president, I also agree with him on a lot of stuff. And he's been getting an incredibly raw deal from the nation's media, which is one of the reasons I think Republicans are so fired up for the 2020 election right now, more than Democrats. Here is an example. Do you remember when uh, Donald J. said that his phones had been tapped and that was greeted with hoots of derision from coast to coast in every newsroom in America, including by me? Then it turned out that multiple people on his campaign who had offices in Trump Tower had warrants for their phones to be, it's not called tap these days, it's whatever. Same thing. You're right, their communications to be intercepted. Turned out to be 100% true. Then Donald J., who I admit sometimes expresses things in, in a bit of a, uh, a blunt way, said that his campaign was spied upon. And Tucker Carlson discussed that on his show last night. Remember when Trump said the Obama administration had been spying on his campaign? The Democratic Party's bootlickers went absolutely crazy the second he said it. They rushed to the nearest television studio to mock the very idea. President Trump has a new favorite word, and every time he uses it, he is lying. And that is the word spy. His baseless claims of spies. This so-called spy issue, first of all, there's absolutely no evidence there was a spy. So it's really a fake issue. He wants you to believe that his campaign on, and it's one of the worst things that we've ever seen from government. The group you just saw were hysterical at the idea that Trump might believe they were spying on his campaign. They were, they were hysterical because they suspected it might actually be true. And now we know that it was. In fact, according to recent testimony from a high-ranking FBI official, the spying turned out to be far more extensive than Trump suspected. Even James Clapper had to concede that. Using undercover uh, agents is a uh, standard and legitimate technique that is widely used in, in investigations. Uh, that technique has been used to thwart a lot of uh, counterterrorism uh, plots in this country. So I'm sure, I mean, there are protocols and standard, standards for using a, an, an agent, and I'm sure that's the case here. Was it spying? Well, it, yeah, I, I guess it miss, meets the, defin, the dictionary definition of, spy, of, of surveillance or spying, a term I don't particularly like. 
So okay. there's a guy who ran the NSA saying, yeah, it was spying. It meets the dictionary definition of spying. So. Well, I would say multiple over uh, overcover, <laughs> multiple undercover agents and multiple. I'm an f- overcover agent. <laughs> yes, I, I'm an agent. So anybody have any information they'd like to says secret agent share with me? I'm uh, here to watch you. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What are you doing? Spying. Well, I'm yeah. spying on you. Now it's 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 come out in uh, in dribs and drabs, but yeah, multiple undercover agents and multiple phone taps of the campaign, and also the guy who got this going in the beginning was old uh, old Pete Page with his with his uh, I, I openly hate Trump text, which isn't proof that anything untoward happened, but the idea that it is ridiculous that you would. Look into the standards at work, the practice. Well, uh, old bald-headed professional truth twister James Clapper there. Um, Please clap. <laughs> he was forced to concede. Well, yeah, I, there are standards and practices, right? And the only thing Bill Barr is talking about is let's make sure those standards and practices are ones that we as a free society agree are a good idea. Or Donald J. And who could blame him? is going to put the CIA and the FBI at work to keep an eye on old uh, uh, Mayor Pete. Right, right. And, and, Do you and want old that? Bernie and Biden and the rest of it, because that's fair game now, right? Or is it not, my friends on the left? If it's not, it's not. So the other question, so there's the question of, did they have the right to do it at all? And, like, you know, it's been looked into some, and Trey Gowdy, who I like, who's a Republican, says, yeah, I've looked at the Pfizer word, and I think they had justification. But I haven't heard this answered uh, by anybody yet. Without telling the candidate, without telling the president-elect, without telling him? They suspected he was a Russian stooge or agent. Man, you got to have a really high standard for that. That's, and, what, that's and it, all I'm saying. And it turns out he wasn't at all. So, Not at all. So, you you know, your standard needs to be higher, apparently. Because guaranteed it will be used again. You, like Joe said, how would Trump not employ the same devices against whoever else? Whoever this is running against him. I'd be tempted to do it just to make a point. If it turns out this is just what we're going to do from now on. Yeah. Yeah. I would love, I would, I would grant immunity to some of these people. Bernie and Bernie. Just to get them to speak plainly on the record. Yeah. Here's what we were thinking. Bernie or Biden's meeting with labor leaders, and that labor leader's met with somebody who's known to be a communist. I guarantee that's true. Sure. Now, so now you're listening to their phone calls. And sending sending hot chicks at him at bars trying to get him to talk. At Bernie? (laughs) I'm sure Bernie's interested. Some of the people. (laughs) Bernie's people. What was that ageism shot? He's too old to be interested in the pleasures of the flesh? Yes, exactly. Yes. Does that happen? I hope not. I haven't had sex for 27 years. (laughs) Does that happen? Just no interest whatsoever? Well, less interest. Okay. You got a teenage boy, you got a 77-year-old. Yeah, there's going to be a difference (laughs) Well, I assume that. All right, then. So, late night joke off about the royal baby next. Oh, boy. On the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. things. Sean just showed me a video that's bouncing around the internet of uh, somebody that 
ordered a couple of bottles of water at their hotel, and then there was a... Uh, did it knock at the door? How'd they know it was at the door? <laughs> they described uh, it making the sound, what sounded like a fire alarm outside my door. and when That's I, a little too loud. Yeah, but, so so you when know. you open the door, there's a little robot there, and it uh, it's got your bottled water for you, and then you take it, and then it heads on down the hall. Wow. So that okay, is... I kind of like that. Clearly coming to... All hotels. I mean, why have a human being go all the way up there because, you know, there's no ketchup with my, my burger. Right. Um, when you got a robot to do it. Presumably the human being will stop people from spitting in it as it rolls by. <laughs> Not that I think there's that much spitting in ketchup going Maybe on. Maybe you but... should stay at nicer hotels. <laughs> I see my fellow guests. Um, I don't like the look of them. <laughs> a woman... Uh, was trying to break into the CIA headquarters yesterday. How'd that go? In Langley, Virginia, uh, said she needed to speak with Agent Penis. <laughs> uh, they believe she is. Time to update my alias of when I check into Las Vegas hotels. <laughs> yeah, you they can't be- use that anymore. <laughs> they believe she is mentally ill. Wow. And do I? Wow. You know, we all have needs. Yep. <laughs> um. So the royal baby was born yesterday. A royal baby was born yesterday. Seventh in line to the throne. Mine couldn't even get into the academy. Still working on punchlines over there. I I don't care diddly squat about the royal baby, and neither does any normal person, but it's getting a fair amount of coverage by (laughs) the uh, the weirdo media. For instance, the uh, New York-obsessed media, because it all comes out of New York, is focused at least somewhat on this Met Gala that they have once a year in which all the stars attend and wear wacky clothes. It's the opening of the uh, Metropolitan Opera season, Jack. Whoop-de-doo. And uh, so, but I saw Lady Gaga just now on the red carpet. So she comes out, she's wearing some outlandish clothes, and everybody's taking pictures and smiling and talking and everything like that. Then, get this, she takes <clears throat> off her outfit, and she's standing there in her underwear and her boots. And oh, everybody just no, hands shocking. on their mouth, so shocking. Oh, so provocative. Who, 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 is, who is this designed for? Is there more than a half of a half of a half of a percent of people that are entertained by that? shocking behavior do, do some people not resent being that easily led right right do, do, i guess a certain percent of the population doesn't understand that they're being manipulated it's like when it's funny i'll uh i'll want to do some training with my dog baxter but he'll see me grab the treat and then it's over because he'll do anything for the treat and he knows it's there and it's just it's not quite as effective um and and so yeah, I can just lead him around anything. I could put it up in the air, and he'd find a way to hover. You know, it's just and that reminds me of that. Oh, look what she's done! Yes, she did it. So you would say, "Oh, look what she's done." Is it an attempt to relive <laughs> high school? Do they miss the days when you could walk into the school at the beginning of the day and you got a new haircut or? The cool shoes and people ooh and ah. Is that it? I don't even know what drives this. Or is it just a costume party? People like a big costume party. I just can't get in the headspace of it. Anyhow. I heard Lady Gaga had three uh, three outfits, though. I saw that in the headline. She had the, the, the first one, and she was in her underwear, which is just so provocative. And then what, what was the third one? I don't know. Dressed up as that uh, cheating horse, maybe? <laughs> but it's the same crowd that's into that. It's into the royal baby, I guess, and the baby was born yesterday. And She the... pretended to give birth to a royal baby. <laughs> The uh, the late night comics had to take a, a, a shot at the and then you grade these right you grade these jokes I do and the the bottom grade getter will be banned for life from all comedy. Don't be darned. 
Prince Harry and his wife Meghan Markle had their baby this morning. Yay! That's a big story, yeah. True story, the baby is half British and half American. Yeah, yeah. isn't that cool? Yeah. That means when he grows up, he'll drive in the middle of the road. <laughs> I want to say congrats to Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Today, they welcomed a baby boy. It was very nice. Uh, the minute he was born, he looked at his parents and said, Hey, it's Ed Sheeran and the lady from Suits. Uh, Duchess Meghan Markle gave birth to a baby boy this morning who is now seventh in line for the throne, which, if you ask me, is just unfair. Making a baby kill six people? <laughs> that got a laugh out of me. You like that one? I did. Interesting. I'm yeah. not easily swayed. I, uh... Yeah, Conan with a B plus, then a couple of B minuses. Hmm. We'll let them keep their jobs for now. <laughs> was was it worth airing? That's the question. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> so Gallup out with Trump's highest approval rating, ratings ever in that poll. They're uh, they're a little lower than a lot of other polls because he's been over fifty in some polls. But uh, Trump at forty six percent, highest number of his presidency. Barack Obama. Bing, bing, bong, bong, bing, bing, bing. Barack Obama at this very point in his presidency was at 44, which is kind of interesting, although he had had higher highs. Trump has been within a range of around 43 to 46 for like the last two months, Hmm. as was pointed out on Meet the Press over the weekend. He's trading in a narrow range. That's what the smart people say. Pre-Muller report, during the Muller report, after the Muller report. Stayed right in the same spot. Uh, You must be wrong, because that was the number one topic in America for two years. <laughs> but that's what happened. Uh, so you got that. The the funhouse mirror of America's media, they just, they see the country in a way that's so completely different than normal people. I, I you know, I've known that for a long time, but occasionally I, I think I forget it a little bit. Marco Rubio without, out with a tweet today on the China trade policy. Trump's playing some hardball with a deadline on Friday of $250 billion worth of tariffs and that sort of thing. Right. Marco Rubio has tweeted, not surprised, hashtag China is trying to go back on change, uh, changes they had previously agreed to. For years, they've had counterparts so desperate for a deal, they allowed them to get away with this. At real Donald Trump is the first to ever pose a credible threat to walk away from a bad deal. Marco Rubio's got his back. Chuck Schumer's got his back. Warren Buffett's got his back. He's in pretty good shape politically with those three people. I would say so. And I heard Among uh, others. one of his economics advisors saying specifically that the Chinese had reneged on a couple of things that they had specifically agreed to and said, all right, that's been put to bed. And so Donald J and his team are getting a little torqued off at, at the Chinese and are sending a message and good for them. What was that? that, that for, I think it was Thomas Friedman. Somebody said about George W. Bush once. Just because George W. Bush said it doesn't mean it's wrong. I mean, you can oppose him in a lot of things. Some but. things are true, even if George W. Bush says it. There you go. <laughs> that yeah. was his regular yeah. quote. Yeah, yeah. Some things are true. If you're a Trump hater, some things are true, even if Trump does it mm-hmm. or right. Yeah, I'd love to see progress made in, in the trade with China thing. Put that behind us and the economy keeps roaring along. TFN. Oh, speaking of which, Marshall hit us with the best and worst states for business a little while ago, according to Chief Executive, the CEO, CEO magazine, magazine or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Texas on top, California DFL for the second year in a row. 
dead flipping last. We'll get to, to more of those. How did your state fare? Stay with us. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Flashpoints. Iran and Venezuela continue festering. Mandatory vaccination laws are getting a boost. And first it was pot, and now the push is on to decriminalize magic mushrooms. Oh, awesome. Festering is a gross word. Try not to use that too much, okay? <laughs> Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Hey, measles hits a 25-year high. How about that? Pregnant ladies hope it doesn't cause you a stillbirth, which is what happens with the measles. Terrible disease. Pregnant ladies get it. Yeah, it kills kids. Not a lot, but some. Got rid of a terrible disease. It makes a comeback. Because we forgot, I guess. Anyway, news now, Marshall Phillips. Well, Iran is calling the United States announcement of sending carriers and bombers to the Middle East psychological warfare. Who asked you? That's the language Iran's top security official used today to describe National Security Advisor John Bolton's Sunday declaration, who said this was Washington's way of sending a strong message to Tehran. Iran is claiming Bolton and others are trying to exaggerate the regularly scheduled deployment by the U.S. Navy. They are answering back mm. by saying, oh, this is nothing new. And speaking in Moscow... Seven pounds, three ounces, Joe. Oh, a strapping young lad. The weight right? of the royal baby is out. Seven pounds, three ounces. Oh, my. Back to you, Mark. We'll talk to experts coming up next. <laughs> and speaking in Moscow this week, Venezuela's foreign minister said the number of Russian military personnel in his country could be expanded soon. Some Russian military members uh, this spring uh, showed up. To perform what was described as equipment maintenance, and now there may be more heading to Venezuela. Equipment maintenance. Yes. There you go. Wow. Just, you know, maintaining the equipment. We got to change oil and tighten the fan belt. Exactly. The uh, washing machine might break down. We'll be there. We're ready. Foreign minister adding that the Maduro government is quote ready for any scenario. No, you're not. President Trump. Pardon You're it. not ready for the scenario of just having your country not starve, which is a good place to start, probably. President Trump pardoned a former U.S. soldier who was convicted in 2009 of killing an Iraqi prisoner who was a suspected al-Qaeda terrorist. This is an interesting story. After being convicted in a military court of unpremeditated murder in a combat zone, the former Army First Lieutenant Michael Behannon was sentenced to 25 years in prison. An Army appeals court reduced that to 15 years expressing concern about how the court had handled his claim of self-defense, and then they paroled him as soon as he was eligible in 2014. So the guy he killed, murdered, he murdered the guy in prison. Um, Did they nail down, was that guy the guy who uh, made the IDs that killed U.S. soldiers? Do we know that for a fact? Do not have that nailed down, but it's certainly what... That's what they believed. He was in jail for that. Right. Screw that guy. Screw that guy. Right. I like the way this turned out. A new poll is showing now that 72% of Americans support requiring parents to vaccinate their children. 72%. The NBC News and Wall Street Journal poll shows the conflict is among parents at this point. 37% of parents opposed the requirements while 61% supported them. 
Those who aren't parents, though, overwhelmingly supported required vaccination, 77% in favor. Every time we bring this up and say, get your kids vaccinated and the rest of it, we get the angry emails or texts or whatever for you from you anti-vaxxer types, and, and they generally have an angry tone um, and, and include, including one we got this morning. Why don't you educate yourselves on X, Y, and Z? And uh, you guys used to be in favor of liberty. Well, I will tell you, and I'm not going to take the time right now, there are some pretty staunch libertarian friends of mine who are fully in favor of vaccination. Uh, and the Mandatory idea- vaccination? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that uh, the whole educate yourselves thing. Listen, I'm familiar with your sources. I- I've considered them and rejected them. Jim Carrey. That doesn't mean we have to hate each other. Your source is Jim Carrey. But it's not that I haven't looked into it, but thanks for the input. Voters in Denver, Colorado, are going to decide today if magic mushrooms will be decriminalized in their city. What is it with Colorado? They like getting high. Apparently. The measure would make the personal use and possession of these mushrooms by people 21 years and older Denver law enforcement's lowest priority. Now, that doesn't mean the mushrooms would be legal exactly, but it would prohibit the city from spending resources to impose criminal penalties. Yeah. Colorado, number 12, most business-friendly state. Despite everybody being stoned. Go. There you go. They don't care. I'm to... just stoned. Exactly. They're just friendly to everything. It's like, yeah, man, you want to do a business? Business is cool, man. That's cool. <laughs> anyway, selling magic mushrooms would still be illegal. The initiative being led by the group Decriminalize Denver seeks to make the mushrooms, which are currently a Schedule One drug, totally legal in the near future. All right, that's a look at your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. May I make a brief distinction? Between? Uh, I could not care less about the royal baby. In fact, I think the fascination with it is misplaced, moronic, strange, un-American. Seven pounds, three ounces, Joe. Born at 526 a.m. Healthy young lad. Hear ye. Oh, yay! Oh, yay! Oh, yay! (laughs) <laughs> there was the announcement right there. Well, and the guy says, God bless America, and then up with Britain, or God save God the Queen. God save the Queen! There you go. Uh, to mention that old Meghan Markle's uh, an American. Mm. So it's it's very Games of Throny, marrying her off to the Brits to prevent the coming war. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, while I could not give a damn, not a single damn, about the uh, royal baby, old Prince Harry... Is a he's a man. He's a real man and a good man. And I'm happy for him. I hope his kid's okay. But we don't know each other. Well, that's very charitable. So you don't. Well, no, he's, so he's don't really hope. an admirable guy. Sure. So you don't hope that he has uh, his kids are terrible and he has a bad time parenting. No, that's very I, charitable. I don't. I I admire him very much. <laughs> Seems like a perfectly nice guy. On the other hand, fascinating with the uh, fascination with the fact that he and his hot actress wife got together and made a baby in the conventional way. I don't see that as really that big a deal for me in my life. So, oh, yay. Oh, oh, yeah, yay. We, we heard you. Oh, we, yay. We, we heard you the, fir- oh, yay. the first time. But we do have this, right? In terms of the boy being seventh in line to the throne. Yes. There's some belief that Prince Charles is not Harry's father. Oh, so right. he's not actually of the blood lineage of that family. It's even more Game of Thrones it than sure we is. realized. Sixth with a bullet. Yep, yep, rising up the charts already. The kid's already got momentum. Will he demand a trial by combat? Does he have dragons? <laughs> yes. 
That would help. Oh, so it's, it's going to get very complicated. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just got a text. My son isn't itchy for the first time in like a week and a half. Oh, man. As we had, I think, three different diagnoses of what kind of hives or whatever he had and couldn't get the right medicine, and he's been... Just constantly itching 24 hours a day for a week and a half. When I had that reaction to the drug a few weeks ago, that was one of the more trying weeks of my life. Make you insane. Oh, yeah. Can't sleep. Can't think about anything else. Speaking of insane, Hillary Clinton has been crisscrossing the country. <laughs> nice transition. Um, Doing these town hall things and answering questions. Anyway, she said this to a crowd over the weekend. I think it's also critical to understand that as I've been telling candidates who have come to see me you can run the best campaign you can even become the nominee and you can have the election stolen from you there you go (laughs) wow that was quite something (laughs) um I haven't heard the rest of that now is she working the Russia angle or is she wanting to get rid of the Electoral College? Well, let's start with the whole you can run the best campaign. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, wait a minute before we even get to... You don't, you don't even need to get to the other con- possibly controversial stuff. There ain't nobody, D or R, thinks she ran a good campaign. <laughs> no. Nobody. No, no. Nobody. She is a remarkably unappealing candidate, and there were strategic errors. Right. Everybody knows that. Right. So enough of the you can run is a she... great campaign. Getting back to this, the theme of the day. Uh, do, do they mean what they're saying? Do you think she believes that? That it was somehow hijacked I, from I her? think she has to for her own, the sake of her own psyche. I think she'd go crazy if she just said to herself, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm a sucky candidate, and people really don't like me. I mean, a lot of people. Yeah. I've read many times through the years that losing an election feels... Like a personal rejection. Yeah, I don't it know should. why. I, I don't know why it would actually, but it does. They all say that. They all say you feel, you know, you've you've got the hurt of like being dumped by a lover, right? That I, sort of pain. I think that may have been more true back when. And I just saw a really interesting chart on this when the overlap between uh, liberal and conservative America was most things. I mean, the differences were at the edges, at the margins. Turns out, me and my neighbor who agree on 75% of stuff, he's got about 12% of them I find a little out there. He finds, and think about this, only 12% of my beliefs a little out there. As opposed to reject everything about you because you are an R or a D. Right, now there's like 6% overlap. Nobody wants a genocide on dogs and cats. Nobody, so, you know, so I see what you mean. It nobody would wants help. nuclear war with Canada. So you lose an election now and you say, well, the... the you know, there were more than 51% of those just degenerate, what did Hillary call them? Oh, the uh, basket of deplorables. Yeah, yeah, they're just so awful and so sick and twisted that 
you know, I lost. It's, or my turnout people didn't do their jobs. Or what you're bothered by is how many awful people there are. <laughs> not not by that the right. reject persuadables didn't show up. You know, yeah, you could protect your ego a little bit. more. I saw but. a congressman yesterday was on one of the TV shows saying, if Trump, if we don't do our duty and impeach Trump, he he might win again. So that's basically just not having faith in democracy. Right. We have to impeach him because he's going to win again. That is a rejection of elections as a concept. Yeah, isn't that something? That's what insane. A thing to say. Yeah. Boy, people say stupid, crazy stuff these days. Well, we're, in, we're, in, we're into a crazy period that I think... We were talking to a guy the other day, client, uh, client friend of the show we really like, who said he thinks we're going to get Civil War-like. I mean, we got bloodshed coming. Yikes! I hope Yikes. not, but it's it's we're definitely in uncharted territory. I hope he's wrong, but I know the guy you're talking about, and he rarely is. Um, so uh, one of the other things Hillary's been going around saying was uh, one of the reasons she lost the election was misogyny. And again, maybe you'd have to give truth serum to people, but I would like to know. I would like to see. What percentage of Americans were more likely to vote for her because she was a woman? She or got less she got more votes because she's a woman than she would have if she were a guy. I I believe that to my core. It's the opposite of what she thinks. I I, I agree with you. I can't cite specific data, but I believe that to be true because the very idea of it. I mean, it's not like she's not smart, and she's actually a fairly moderate Democrat. So, yeah, I mean. She's incredibly unlikable. And, and and a lot of people were excited about the idea of, let's just get it done. Let's have a woman be president, and then we don't have to you know check that box anymore. She's so odd, obviously contrived and inauthentic, though. Oh, you yeah. don't know what she actually thinks about anything. No, she's horribly unappealing. And, and we, as we've discussed many times, for good or ill, I'm not sure this is a great thing, people win presidential elections to a large extent because people kind of connect with them. They like them. They want to have a beer with them. Seems odd to me. You're not going to have a beer with them. They're going to enact giant policies that affect your life. Why don't you focus on that? But anyway. Uh, but speaking of women's rights, Jack, blows for women. Uh, women in Florida, evidently uh, tiring of Florida man getting all the attention. So this uh, plucky little gal has stepped up. So it's 3 o'clock in the morning, Charlotte County, Florida. There you go, 3 a.m. A lot of good stuff happens at 3 a.m., kids. You gotta Always sher- be out and about at 3 a.m., because that's when the good stuff happens. <laughs> you got a sheriff's deputy. Sees a couple sitting in a pickup truck, 3 o'clock in the morning in Florida. It's not if something funky's going on, it's just what. Right, sure. So, uh, oh, plus they roll through a stop sign. And so he said, uh, he pulled them over, and uh, and he immediately witnesses that they've got uh, backpacks and weird things, and says, what you have been up to? And they said, uh, we're collecting uh, animals, reptiles. Collecting animals. Yeah, and so he says, "Well, what you got?" And she, because he he said, "Look, I got to make sure you don't have any species you're not supposed to have." She opens her purse, got forty one little turtles in there. Forty one. Forty one turtle purse is the name of my new jam band. <laughs> forty one is a lot of turtles. That's a lot of little turtles. The shortest song, thirteen minutes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's when we do punk. It's thirteen minutes long. When we stretch out, please pack a lunch. Anyway. Um, so he says, all right, you got anything else? She then pulls a foot long alligator out of her yoga pants. Out of her what? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the Armstrong and Getty live punchline contest. <laughs> Is that an alligator in your pants or are you just, uh, well, you're, uh, um, how, I don't, I don't know how to finish this. <laughs> how long was the alligator? Uh, foot long. Out of her. It's a baby alligator. It says out of her yoga pants. 
How'd she not get bitten? I don't know. Teeny little thing. Maybe she had it like uh, up to its uh, armpits in her pants and like had her shirt over it. Maybe she had a top jaw rope on it. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Irwin. Um, I, although I picture this gal wearing a crop top. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why. And I also picture probably probably shouldn't wear a crop top. But that's unfair to the beautiful women of Florida. I apologize to the Irwin family for that for that impression. But mm. he, I do it because of of love. He had sure. a large impact on me and all of his top jaw roping that he did. Exactly. Here's a picture of the thing if you're curious. Hashtag Florida woman trending. Fabulous. Speaking of smallish dinosaurs and their teeth. Yes. They discovered that there was a smaller version of the T-Rex. This just was unleashed by scientists yesterday. Oh, wow, a mini T-Rex. Now, maybe this is something we could bring back someday. It was about three feet tall and weighed about 80 pounds. But it was exactly like the T-Rex. It was just a smaller version. It'd be like a Rottweiler with little front arms. It'd be adorable. Are you kidding? Oh, you pet the thing and train it, and it'd be a good uh, watchdog. Mm-hmm. You break into a house, you go through his uh, T-Rex door, and you think, that's now I'm going to steal a computer, and this thing comes running out of the darkness and just rips your arm off? I mean, that's some good protecting. What's the foot speed of a three-foot-tall T-Rex? I feel like that's just big enough to still be terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and you can't really train reptiles that well. No. Um, How much time... So it would probably chew your face off while you sleep, but that's why you lock your bedroom door, Jack. Uh, How much time have we got, Hanson? Okay. Um, so we just saw on the television on uh, Today's Show, I think, Dr. Jill Biden. That's Joe Biden's wife. Right, Jill, the lovely Jill. She's got a Ph.D., you know. Yeah, and um, uh, seems like a nice enough person. And it reminded me of this anecdote about Joe Biden, and this is not political at all. I was going to look at some poll numbers. He's number one in the nation. He's number one in all the states, blah, blah, blah. But um, 546 days, Jack. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> As I've mentioned before, the best book about presidential elections ever written, they think, is this uh, book called What It Takes. It was written about the 1988 presidential election, which is kind of interesting because that's one of the more dull elections in modern history. So why was a great book written about it? Anyway, it's really interesting. 84 again? 88? 88. Um, See, I couldn't even remember the year. It was so boring. Well, uh, George H.W. Bush won. It was... uh, it was who to replace Reagan after his two terms. Ah. And Ray and Bush ran against Dukakis, and it's not worth remembering. It is a really interesting book, though. And it, the point, the reason it's such a good book is it's about it takes special human beings to really run for president. I mean, you have to be a special breed. I don't know if I've ever known anybody in my life that could do it. I mean, in, it's in just what sense? Just Tall? In, in, mentally and physically. I could do it. It's just. It's just a certain sort of thing. Okay. Most people aren't built for. Too no. grueling. Too grueling. Just okay. too. Do you, you have to have a level of ambition for one thing nah, and out. willing to throw <laughs> out every other aspect of your life, personal and professional, right. and and go after this like nothing else for years. Wow. And just most people aren't built that way. Mm. But anyway, one of the things that I remember from it about Joe Biden is he has no knowledge of movies. He's kind of a, a <laughs> nerd that way. He wore sport coats to college. Ah. He was an athlete, and then he was a nerd in college with, like, just into books. But he was—he has no pop culture references. And it really bothered him that he was surrounded by these young guys that would constantly reference movies. They'd say, yeah, it's like in The Godfather 2. And he'd say, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Huh? Talk in normal language. Huh? It, really Movie drives, <laughs> it really drives him crazy when people make references to TV shows or yeah. movies to make a point because he has no idea what they're talking about. He's worked so hard to craft that regular guy image. Yeah. It's kind of funny. I just found that funny as a thing. I don't know what you're 
you talking about? What are you talking about, Tony Soprano? I don't know who that is. Well, we we started this conversation off the air because Jill Biden's such a cutie, and she's what did we decide sixty seven years old, something like that. Um, boy, I saw a picture of them when they were young, Barbie and Ken, man. Handsome oh. couple. Oh, yeah, absolutely fabulous. You know how you end up being good-looking when you're old? Huh. You're good-looking when you're young. <laughs> yeah. I think that helps. Yeah, that certainly helps. You can't be like me when you're younger and then end up good-looking when you're old. It doesn't doesn't happen, apparently. Not unless you get a lot of work, and that's uh, that's a low-percentage play. Oof. Trust me on that. <laughs> Look yeah. at the wife of any plastic surgeon. No offense to any listening. I'm going to get one of them three-foot T-Rexes. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, you're yeah. listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. And Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.